Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, let's do a little Feng Shui Q&A today. Hey guys, so to keep the show really relevant and to understand what you as an audience want, uh, I posed a question on social media and I asked, what are some burning feng shui questions you have? Like, what is, you know, something you've always wanted to know about feng shui? Like, what can I tell you? And so I will tell you, um, I, I had a few in the inbox. I think people are kind of shy to ask publicly. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that today. So today we're actually going to talk about two things. This is a feng shui to start a family and feng shui about like your prosperity area. Looking at the first question, it's how can you use feng shui to start a family? Love this question. I love it. So it actually requires a lengthy answer, but I want to answer this in two different ways. So you may have come to the podcast and you don't really know much about feng shui. So let's start with this a little bit simpler answer. And this is kind of looking at feng shui through a couple different styles. So let's start with um, the BTB or Western style of feng shui and kind of break it down and simplify it a little bit first. First, taking into account the Western style of feng shui or Western perspective of feng shui, um, generally called BTB feng shui, uh, which you would focus on is an area called children and creativity. So remember, if you follow this style of feng shui, there's going to be those nine life aspirations within the bagua. So whether you associate that with the West, or if you literally lay the bagua over your area, you can just locate the area in the center right that is associated with children and creativity. You can enhance this a few different ways. So you can think of it as the resource element. Um, so remember in the element cycle, earth creates metal. So the earth would be like the mother to metal. And plus earth is a mothering element. It's literally the mother. And so when we think about um, enhancing it, we could think of it giving birth to the metal. Now, if we want to complete that process, we can think of the water growing from the metal because earth gives birth to metal and metal gives birth to water. And so when we're thinking about that, we can think that literally metal creates and produces water. You know, it condenses down. Um, if you leave a metal container out, it'll start sweating, right? It literally condenses and creates water. So when we're thinking about that, you can add a little touch of like water element to the area. I wouldn't add too much because you don't want to degenerate that element. And you can add an earth element to help grow the base. And you can do this by adding your images. You can add your colors, you know, your earth tones, a little bit of water tone. And you, uh, one of my personal favorite things is, um, because the area is associated with, uh, like rainbow and iridescent colors, you can enhance it with like rainbows or iridescent childlike playful images. You know, maybe you put some butterflies out or, you know, it's something that reminds you of the hope and promise of motherhood and giving birth. If you already have children and you're trying to create, uh, you know, and you're trying to produce another child, as it were, you can place your children's artwork and some stuff like that. Maybe Mother's Day cards they've given you, the little handmade ones. This is an area that is really fun to play with, and you can kind of let that inner child come out. For Eastern view of feng shui, the analysis gets a little bit more detailed, but one of the things that I would start with is literally just looking at a natal chart or a Botsa chart. So, um, 
one of the things you can look for is the, um, you know, we have four different pillars within our natal chart. So we have the year you're born, the month you were born, the day you're born, and the hour that you were born. And the hour that you were born represents your children to you. Sometimes when there's certain red flags within that hour, um, there's some things like uh, what's considered death and emptiness in the hour pillar. Sometimes that can mean that you have a child, a trouble ch- carrying a child to term. Sometimes in a woman's uh, BATSA chart, the output element. So for example, if you are a fire element, you know, you give birth to earth, right? So fire in that element cycle gives birth to earth. Um, So if you have no earth in your chart, maybe you have trouble conceiving. Also a really hot or dry natal chart when there is no water at all. So remember water literally represents the womb and kind of going back to what I was saying about decorating a little bit with the watercolor, you know, water, um, the colors that represent water within your children and creativity area, that water represents the, the womb. It represents the, uh, the actual, you know, area where you give birth. It represents your reproductive organs. And so sometimes when you have an imbalance of water or you have none at all, it's very, very low on water. Maybe it's really high on fire and earth that you may have trouble conceiving. So there's just a bunch of different factors within a BATSA chart. And one of the things that we can use to fix that is literally date and time selection. So we can do some things like looking at date and times, whether you can, um, you know, they're conductive or they are productive to, you know, going, maybe you get IVF, you know, maybe that's your option. You can use date selection for that or you can actually use date selection to do the deed. With the feng shui and considering the feng shui, there's some different techniques you can actually do to um, create a child as it were. And most of them have to do with bed positioning. I actually had some luck with this recently. I'm so excited because my specialty generally isn't a uh, family feng shui. It's generally for business, but I was so excited. I helped a gentleman um, a couple months ago, position their bed, and I gave him some dates again with that date selection uh, for his wife to either do IVF or for him to visit home because he's living, um, he wasn't living in the same um, area. He was traveling for work. And so I've had them position the bed, and he messaged me yesterday and he told me that his wife is indeed um, pregnant. And so, uh, unfortunately, one of the things that um, she had issues with was carrying two term. So I'm hoping that we get some good news. He said in a couple months, he'll, they'll be out of the clear and they'll know whether or not it is a viable pregnancy. But I'm so, so happy that I was able to help this couple conceive just using um, simple bed placement that I've, I've learned. So yes, bed placement is super important and it can be used for a positioning to conceive. We'll take a real quick break and then we'll come back and I'll answer the question, how do you identify your prosperity corner? Can feng shui be used to activate wealth? So on to the next question, how can you find a prosperity area in your home? Is there a prosperity corner? 
So again, I'm given this two different answers. Let's look at BTB style of feng shui or Western style of feng shui, which again, just, you can look anywhere online and you can find what is called that BTB bagua and it has the nine life, life aspirations. So looking at it from that perspective, you can look at the either the southeast corner or the corner that is the farthest to your left side. So it would be like the back left side of your home would be considered what is called your prosperity or wealth corner. And again, just using things to enhance it. Again, I think the best thing you can do is just look to see if everything's clean and decluttered in that area. You know, what's in that room, right? What is there? So just looking at it from that perspective and seeing if you feel like anything's blocked with your finances. Um, and also a lot of, it's really popular to either put a little fountain there or to enhance it with like coins, crystals, or what is called like a wealth pot. A lot of people like to do that where you put like a little bowl and you put like some things that remind you of abundance or you write little um, prosperity sayings on them. So um, as a classical practitioner, I would warn you though, you really need to be careful where you place water at because you could end up activating um, one of the yearly shaws. So let's now take a look at what you can do with classical feng shui. From a classical perspective now, probably the most popular one that I see people talk about is using the number eight flying star. So the number eight flying star is associated with wealth and it is in the Northeast for the year. There is some um, energies there that are afflicting the area like the Grand Duke. There's the three killings if you follow those, those shawls for the year, but they're only activate it with renovations and digging. So you should be perfectly fine if you use the area or if you activate it with a candle or a fan. So this is really good to do if you have employees, you can put your employees in the Northeast and you can set their desks there. You can um, work in there yourself. So if you're self-employed and you need more contracts or you need more work to come in, it's a really good area to use just generally for the whole year. Another thing you can do, you would have to really hire a feng shui master for. Um, pretty much every feng shui master has their trade secrets where they're able to tap into this very specific chi within your home. So just like every feng shui master, I have my own trade secrets that I learned from my master and it works guys. So um, what, what it is though, it's really hard to even explain. So even if I were to tell you exactly what to do, it's very specific calculations. So basically it's activating a very specific area on a certain day, um, which they fall throughout the year. So there's many dates that you can use to tap into what is called the yearly wealth star. So each year the wealth star falls in a specific area, but um, even within that we have to tap and locate very specific um, sectors and areas within the home. Once we're able to pick a good date, we do a specific activation on a specific area and it does increase wealth opportunity. Last year was the first year that I've learned this specific technique and um, my husband, he did have a really great year last year and we we're able to pay off a lot of debt since we, that we had acquired from COVID. So, I mean, I know it's still an issue with people and people are still financially recovering and with the way the economy is going right now, I mean, who couldn't use a little extra wealth boost, right? So I've also done this with my clients and it does work to make their businesses busier. Don't forget to check 
below to see how you can be entered to win a free natal reading. I do this drawing monthly. So if you want to leave a review on whichever platform you listen on, you have to follow the directions below or else I won't know you left the review. You guys have a wonderful weekend. For a free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.